episode of Block Talk presented by Theater of the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Also, I have the great honor to announce that Block Talk was nominated for a 2020 Glam Award for Best Podcast. And guess what? You can vote for me to win. Head on over to glamawards.net slash voting and cast your vote for Block Talk as Best Podcast and Elation as Best Digital Series. Voting ends January 20th. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. batch of girls have entered the workroom as RuPaul's Drag Race UK is back for a smashing second season. We're about to pay tribute to gay icons of the UK and the towns and cities of Britain. And joining me to do so is someone who might enjoy a journey to the UK in the future, Harry Grande. Hello, 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 Govnat. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? I- I'm doing well. Um, You're here live uh-huh. in the quote-unquote studio. Yes. I enjoy doing live um, interviews. I don't get to do them normally. Well, we've seen each other. We're in mm-hmm. each other's bubble. So, yeah. you know. Safety first. Safety first. No traveling here. But we're going to travel to the UK. Maybe. Eventually. I hope. No, right now. We're going to oh, talk right about now. it. Yes. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's all get our vaccines. Vaccinate. Um, yeah. We are going to talk about uh, season series two. Whichever word we're going to use. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, they say series two, right? Um, they say series. It's a British thing. Michelle apparently refuses to do that because she keeps on saying season in all her promos. Um, but who cares? Whatever. We're there. I'm happy we're exactly. there. Exactly. Um, I loved the first series season. I mean, listen, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm an Anglophile. So like, I, you know, love the crown. I loved Bridgerton, you know, like Dairy Girls. I, I've watched it a couple, uh, like a couple of episodes, but I haven't watched the full thing. It's my I mean, favorite. It's so good. You know, I'm a fan of Doctor Who. We have Ab Fab. We have uh, Harry Potter, you know, I'm obsessed with, you know, you have the Spice Girls, Girl Power. So like, I'm here. Let's do it. Great first choice. Yes. So. <laughs> For those who are familiar with the current season of Drag Race season 13, we're going back to normal format. We're having a normal premiere. Yeah, we are. Which is kind of weird. I mean, I missed it. It's nice to see them all like welcome each other. Yeah, so I'm excited to talk about it in a normal way because like I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, wait, that's not how Drag Race works. I'm like, oh, wait, no, no, no. This this is how Drag Race works. Rue fucked it up for season 13. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, after a quick trip down memory lane and the iconic moments of series one. I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> it's time to welcome the queens of series two. Cue the bagpipes. She's the Loch Ness Monster, a legend, Lawrence Cheney. Uh, 23 years old, and she's Scottish drag royalty, which means no one in England knows who she is. Yes. I love her. I do too. Um, She's very self-deprecating, which is so my cup of tea. Um, as she says, it's just like my friends friends list on Facebook. No one. No one. Um, so she's the first queen from Scotland on Drag Race UK for now. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I enjoyed her in the Meet the Queens. I enjoyed her entrance. She's definitely a fun personality. But what I will say is, like, I had this weird fascination with drag queens and their heights. Looking at Lawrence, 
alone, you think she's like a big girl. She's not. Yeah. She's kind of short. I didn't notice that, but I'm very excited for them. I yeah. think that they'll bring... Obviously, you have Scottish right away. I mean, their Meet the Queens was basically, I'm fat bastard in drag. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel that. I get them. I feel like I can relate a little bit with my drag, too. Like, if I was beardless, I feel mm-hmm. like, okay, you could do that. I feel like I'm self-deprecating, too. So, like, let's go. Super excited. And I loved that they kept their palette for the mini challenge, but we're not there yet. Yeah, I what I'm excited about is... Now that it's been said on the show, and I've said it on the preview podcast, I will only say Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence Cheney. It's the only way you can say it. Yeah. It's so perfect. But we're going to toot and boot all the looks. Um, let's start with her entrance look. Uh, wig by Lawrence. Costume by Get Frocked UK. Jewels by Stage Jewels UK. Glasses by Bearberry McQueen. It's fine, I think. It's a great fit, but I'm not sure it's a great entrance look. I thought it was great for an entrance look. I'd toot it. Okay. I love the poof of the hair, but I don't, I personally am not a fan of seeing the netting on mm. a hair. Yeah. Because then the illusion's gone. You know that once that netting's off, uh oh. Uh oh, spaghettios. Yeah. Um, I think it was a very, very safe look. Yeah. I mean, it's entrance look. It's. That's fair. That's fair. I, I personally, because I expect more from Lawrence at this point, I'm going to give her a boot. Expect more what, though? That was the from first what, entrance. Well, from what we've seen promo-wise. No, I think it was right on. I think it was right on. Because we've seen the promo look for Meet the Queens. We've seen the holiday look and then the uh, magazine photo yeah, shoot. But that's all after. Uh, yeah, there's still expectations. I suppose. Um, audience was 65% to 35% boot. So they're mm-hmm. kind of in the same world. Next up, for the first time in Drag Race history, we get a reshoot moment after Cherry's headpiece comes right off. And that's iconic because... Welcome to the stage, Cherry Valentine. Yeah. As she says, roses are red, violets are blue. Here is your winner of season two. Mm-hmm. Why no one has ever done something like that before? I don't know. Um, but it's a bold claim. It's a bold claim. Yeah. She's 26 from Darlington. Uh, she's not a comedy queen. She's not a performance queen. She's not a look queen. She's all, all of them. them. Um, I'm not going to lie here, but I think she was very cute in her confessional look. Um, she's a very cute boy. I can't recall. Oh, I don't think she's a cute boy. No, no. But I do love that outfit. The 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 black <laughs> yeah, the, the black like the, uh, leather. Her and entrance the, look mm-hmm. is almost a shoot for me. It's she made all of that. It's like dripping blood. It's like glitter blood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Before we get to the look officially, though, Lawrence asks where Cherry is from. She says Darlington. To which Lawrence says that they don't have good teeth in Darlington. And here we are. Another UK premiere where we, where we discuss teeth. Yep. We have to do it. <laughs> um, so we learned that Lauren uh, Cherry has three jobs. She's a drag queen. She does Botox and fillers and a mental health nurse. So she's a one man traveling machine. Yes. Um, which would you ask her to do first? Drag queen, fillers and Botox or mental health? Probably mental health. I'd want to see the Botox work done first. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so her look, um, accessories and headpiece by Cherry. Look is by It's Mona Shen. Um, yeah, it's definitely like spooky queen farts. I really love it. Yeah. I get a sense of who Cherry is from this look. Mm-hmm. Very simple. Um, she has a bit of a draggier face, but the way she paints is kind of 
kind of reminiscent of Miss Jan. If you put her next to Jan, you can see the similarities. Of well, I the feel shapes. like that's kind of what's like in style right now. That's like fair, a lot of fair. people are painting that way. I mean, I, I haven't noticed because I try not to look at uh, that stuff. But. Okay. <laughs> but I, I don't We're know. looking at it right now. <laughs> no, I know. I know. But like, like I don't see stage. Right. Yeah. Um, I think this was a great look. I really got a sense of who she is. I think it was very simple. It was very well done. Uh, I give it a toot. Toot. Audience was 82% toot, 18% boot. It's finally time to spill the Tia reveal. It's not a reveal. She's funny. It's Tia Coffee. Um, still one of my favorite drag names. It's a great drag name. It's so good. Uh, she named herself after Tia Maori from Sister Sister and former UN Secretary Kofi Annan. That's funny. Yes. Um, obviously, it's also because of the pun. But she claims she was nearly called Tamara Boutros Boutros Gali. She's very quick. Very, yeah. very quick. Um, I didn't know, know who Boutros Boutros Gali was. I had to do a little research, uh-huh. but um, I, I, I got the reference now. Yeah. Um, so Another she's, UN ambassador. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she, she's bringing live vocals. She's here to entertain. And she is not a look queen. And that is very, very clear. Yes, I um love the name. Obviously, you know, works perfectly like for a cup of tea or a mm-hmm. cup, of, you know, like um not yeah, not the best entrance look. No. Well, let's learn some British isms. Tia is originally from Essex, but lives in Clapham, Clapham, which is the really gay part of East London. That's what she said, yeah. Those are also the queens that actually can entertain audiences. So very bold statement. Um, But let's talk about her look. No designers listed. And honestly, I understand why. Um, Leopard is the color of drag. Yeah. It was a memorable, like, um, I mean, even some of the queens later kind of read her for stuff. But um, she's got legs. They're very long. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we learned. I mean, she'll be there for a bit. I don't think. I don't know. I'm, I'm still not sold on her. Um, I mean, the look, though, absolute boot. Great yeah. name. Great name. And that's about about. All Although I will say that, like, as someone who sometimes, like, can't bring the looks all the time, there is something to say about a drag queen just being an entertainer. And, Absolutely. you know, not, you know, it's not the face. It's not the gar. It's not the garment. It's just I'm here to entertain you. And, like, I could I feel that that speaks to me. But it's drag race. Yes. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, so I give it a boot. (laughs) Audience was 25% toot, 75% boot. Mm. Next is Bimini Bonboulash. She's vegan. Uh Uh, She's East London's plant-based princess. Which I love. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, she is a very interesting creature. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, in and out of confessional, she looks like she could actually be a Muppet. Yeah, they're really cool. Um... I fucking I've I've followed Bimini for a while. Like, yeah, um, that accent is thick. It's a really big part of her personality too. I love them. Um, as they all talk about where they're from, Bimini says her mom is from Glasgow. To which Lawrence says she is her mom. <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah, we like this kind of shit. This is what we missed from season thirteen opening. Yeah. Lawrence thinks Bimini is one of her girls, and they eat. They can eat chicken nuggets together. Um, oh fuck, she's vegan. Funny. Like, 
obviously we know that the confessionals are filmed later. I don't know if that was like an intentional haha moment for uh, Lawrence or if she really forgot Bimini is a vegan because that's all she talks about. I mean, it could have been later that day that they, you know, filmed it. I don't think they all film it at the end. I think they film it week by week. Right. So that could have been, you know, only a day later. And that's fair, I guess. Okay, this look. Look by Rickety Lee Drayford, hair by Weekday Wigs. Um, she really does like this Barbie aesthetic. Um, tits McGee for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, from what I've always known about Bimini is that they are just Barbie doll, like Pam Anderson, you know, kind of exotic dancer on a pole, huge tits. I mean, I, I've seen them at Bushwig. I don't know if you did as well when uh the last year that they had it so 2019 yeah a part of like the uk invasion and i met them they're nuts oh super sweet i uh, the only person i saw well it wasn't even part of the uk invasion was crystal yeah interesting um one thing that i don't love and it seems to be a shtick for her is i don't love the pink lipstick lipstick because it mutes her so much because in this specific look or mm-hmm. I didn't yeah it's very very pale baby pink okay yeah, um I, I think it matches the look but it just need a little pop of something maybe the liner or, I, I don't know but I think the hair was cute I love the braids in front just not my favorite look yeah I mean it's a good look maybe it just isn't aesthetically pleasing to you yeah so for me personally I'm gonna give it a boot I don't think we've ever seen anything like that. Mm-mm. walk in before so no. and i also i liked it i like them too audience was 43 percent toot 57 percent boot Aww. hi babs it's me Ginny lemon fancy slice fancy a slice um her name's Ginny lemon she's here she's got merch if you don't fancy a slice don't buy her merch but i think everyone's going to be buying her merch i mean it's baga 2.0 right if uh-huh. you're if you know it's it's bad as i said in the preview it's baga Jimbo, Sergene, put in a bag, shaken up, and then tossed out. There's even a little like Sasha Valore there too. A little bit, a little bit. Um, There's an artistic side to it. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what they do. I, I liked her personality because she also kind of did go to bat for some other people mm-hmm. too, and seemed like, you know, I, I just, yeah, they're they'll be fun to watch for damn sure. Yeah, uh, she's an icon. She's a creature from another planet. I'm here for it. And as Lauren says, this is why you have to stop doing drag at 30 people. I think they said 40. No, she said 30. Oh, <laughs> I know. I clocked that one. Damn, I thought it was 40. It was 30. I, I, I have to keep the subtitles on because there are certain words. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. Oh, I always watch everything with subtitles. I don't care. Um, She is an absolute glamanana. Uh, she is a pig in a wig. Um, Ginny certainly has a reputation with the girls. I mean, we at least know Bimini knew her. She rules the scene in the West Midlands. Worcestershire is the left nipple of the West Midlands. Yeah, I think that they. I think that was all like a joke. Like I don't think that's like oh, all fully. a real place. No, yeah. Um, she claims her fashion is a hybrid of Grace Jones and Sue Pollard, who is an actress. And yes, that is a very accurate assessment. Okay, so I thought Sue was one of the girls from the original Great British Bake Off, but I guess I didn't know who it was. No, so. no, no. So her look, no designers listed. Um, it's yellow. She has a lemon purse. Um, it's on brand, and honestly, it's, it's the best we can say. Like, 
she did herself. Yeah. Um, she knows who she is. She knows what she brings. You either love it or hate it. And It'll be interesting authentic. to see how they adapt to well, the drag, I, drag race formula. Listen, I was nervous for her. And uh, spoiler alert, she fucking rocked the runway in a way because she didn't go all yellow. Yeah. But we'll get to that later. I'm going to give this look a toot. I'm not. Okay. Boot. <laughs> the audience was 80% toot, 20% boot. Like, I don't know. Because, like, all, like, all encompassing, like, yes, like, it did what it was supposed to. But, mm-hmm. like, if... I, I think, if anyone else did that, it wouldn't work. Right. I, I, I'm I still going to go with boot. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's totally fair. No, two. two. Okay. Okay. Switching back. Ding dong, bitches. The baby doll of Dundee has arrived. She's 21 years old from Bonnie, Scotland. It's Ellie Diamond. I really enjoyed them the second time I watched the episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Also, the cutest little nugget in Confessionals. Super cute. I have a crush. That doesn't surprise I me. I like her. Um, Lawrence calls her Miss Piggy and seems to be threatened by the uh, other. I don't think Scottish that they're queen. Miss Piggy at all. No, not at all. Uh, Ellie is inspired by cartoons in big colors and loves to do costumes. 99, 99.9% of everything she has brought to Drag Race has she made, except for the shoes, but she's going to learn how to do shoes eventually. Yeah, cobbler. Tia asks if Ellie and Lawrence know each other, and they sure do. Mm-hmm. Ellie messaged Lawrence on Instagram before she started drag asking for advice. And Lawrence says that they are good friends. It'll be interesting. I mean, obviously, they're going to try to play that up, and we'll mm-hmm. see how it goes. But I'm excited. I mean, I enjoy Scotland, so. Yeah. Um. So this look is hair by Ellie, outfit by Ellie, stoning by Kim Chaos. I think it, it's sexy and adorable all in one. Uh, the hair is incredible. Those victory rolls. Oh, stunning. She she knows that she's young and she's going to play up her youth. And her paint is beautiful. But if you look at it, it's like a, I hate using this word. I'm sorry. It's an elevated version of like Wendy Waxwood. Oh, I. They use so a lot I, of the same shapes. So I get a lot of Trixie from them interesting um i mean it's blonde it's Mm -hmm. baby doll it's um pink um and i don't i don't think i compare queens like that like i don't see wendy at all i think this is a good look a good start for the season um i'm giving it a toot yeah it's a toot audience was 84 percent toot 16 percent boot well, I don't know what all the fuss is about. It doesn't look any bigger than the Mauritania. And for those Americans, the Mauritania is an ocean liner. Welcome to the stage, sister, sister. She is 31 from Liverpool. And as Ginny says, she went down on a Smurf this morning. Yeah, I didn't get that. And nope. I still don't get it. But like... I don't get sister, sister at all. But I didn't mind it. Like... Because... I mean, we'll get there eventually. But like, what the rest that... They did like I enjoy them. So what I'm what I based on the social media that I've seen, obviously, if you look at her icon on her Instagram, it's the blue with the red lips. I think that's her brand. Well, it's also on the bag, too. Right. So, so I they, think it was yeah. her, her. That's what she does as a branding thing for people who know her. Right. For people who don't know her. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, it was gorgeous. Like, sure. I think that they're also super cute out of drag. See, I don't. I'm, I'm not a fan of her. A little ginger. She thought she was a normal drag queen until she worked with other queens and realized she's a bit kooky. Yeah, I get that. Um, She's a drag comedian, and it's easy to miss her jokes. Uh, she likes to shock people and make people question her, and I think that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. 
The clown gown is by Sister Sister, hair by Florencia Wiggs. Um, the story at this hour is the mouth, and it's a choice. It's a brand. Um, but I feel like the other elements are just smashed together for one singular look. I really liked the dress, but like not her drag race. Yeah. If that makes sense. Sure. Like, like I liked the garment and if they made that, that's dope. But it was just like the blue of, of the mouth didn't was a different shade of blue than the hair, which didn't really work together. And then you have the pale orange and pink dress and then the pink zebra leggings and the pumps. It just was all coming together and didn't tell a story. Yeah. So I'm not really sure I know who sister sister is throughout this entire episode. I'm going to give this a look. It is hard to get to know everyone, which is why, you know, they started splitting them. So that's that's, sure. You know, I don't think it's fair to say like, we don't know who they are yet because if they didn't get the time, then they didn't get the time. But I'm going to, can I just like newt? Like, I don't, it's not like bad or good for me. I'm going to neutral. The audience was 40% toot, 60% boot. Yeah. So kind of the same. Next, we have This Doesn't Look Like the Berry Island. It's Tace. She's 25, and she's from Newport, South Wales, baby. Her inspiration was Cruella de Vil, villain, but sweet as hell. I don't know if Cruella's sweet as hell, but she definitely is Cruella. Yeah, um, I love Tace. I've seen Tace before. They were in a competition when I was over in London. Like, they're fucking fierce, and I'm excited. Do they win? I, she didn't get sent home that night. That's good, that's good. I mean, I was yeah, I was only there that night. Um, Ginny loves her Welsh accent. Um, I like it too. And she brought some Welsh things, including Pippity Pop. Poppity Ping. Poppity Ping. Ping means microwave. <laughs> Shy Sneg is sausage and Skladian. Scal- uh, she forgot what that is. And yeah. I can't even pronounce any of them. So maybe we'll learn Welsh by the end of this. They are sexy. Yes. Both in and out of drag. Very much and so. And I'm for it. And very confident. Yes, very confident. And we can go on to the outfit because I want to talk about it. Yeah. So she loves the dan- to dance her ass off. She's going to bring you dancing, the funny, the goofy. The look is by Adam Frost, hair by AP Wigs. And I say everything about this is just fashion. It's gorgeous. It's um, gorgeous. I love the painted jacket as a singular piece of clothing because that's literally the only piece of clothing she wore. It... I just, it was, it was a great entrance, the whole thing. Um, yeah. Once again, her beat is exceptional. Mm-hmm. It's drag, but it's still natural. Mm-hmm. I love her. Yeah. She's still my winner pick. Yep. I'm giving this a toot. Toot. Audience was 90% toot, 10% boot. Yeah. It's just easy. It's just, it was great. Well, I know what you're thinking. Glenn Close looks rough. <laughs> it's international cabaret sensation, Joe Black. She's been doing cabaret shows for 13 years and has a reputation. She is bringing cartoonish, glamorous looks, and Ginny calls her this glorious Swanson of drag, and Joe wishes she was dead. Um, those two just seem like they would be best of friends. Yeah. Um, I mean, entertaining. I think they're super handsome, out of drag. In drag, it literally is Glenn Close, so like, hello, Cruella de Vil. We're back. Right. In, we're, we're right back here. Um... Yeah, they, it's drag. Yeah, yeah. Um, no designers listed, and that's fine. But this is this look is just very Joe Black. It's Norman Desmond realness. Yeah, it sparks and sparkles in all the right places. It's vintage and classic, but still drag. Yeah, and the face was just—I mean, 
They know what they're doing. Right. And like that singular curl coming out of the turban, everything was perfectly placed. And I, I, this was a happy moment. Yeah. I give it a toot. Toot. Audience was 82% toot, 18% boot. But I think it's time to get this party started. For those who don't know, this is the song Veronica Green sang when she competed on All Together Now, in which season one's Davina DeCampo was a judge. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the confessional real quick. Like, full stop. Jackie Cox nerd alert. Um, they were like, oh my god, it worked for Jackie. Let's put someone else in a nerd. Not working for Veronica Green. Oh, really? I think it works really great. And I don't even see Jackie Cox either. It, it's the nerd thing, because we had never really had a nerd confessional look prior to Jackie. Are you sure? Uh-huh. Ever? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Jackie didn't invent nerd. <laughs> no, but they made her um, invent nerd on the show. But she is a nerd, so, like, yeah. I don't think... Well, that's what did I'm saying. Did she wear like, suspenders? She did. I yeah. don't know. Suspenders and the glasses and the uh, the bow tie. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Veronica Green is very cute. Mm-hmm. I love them. Um. Also, she says she's known from going from Gollum to Gorgeous, and the transformation is real, honey. Yeah, I that line made me think of Gilda Wabbit. <laughs> um, because she feel, says that too. I, well, I feel like they do that. You yeah. Know? Um, it, <laughs> the look gave me very like Courtney act. Really? Yeah. I can see that. That color, the hair swept to the side, the bow. Like, I feel like Courtney was definitely in that look at some point. Yes, very possible. I I I can I feel like I think I know what you're talking about. She wore something similar to that. Um, I think in her season. Yeah. Um, it was a little basic. Um, I don't know who did someone do it. Wig by wigs by Vanity styled by uh, Veronica Green. Look by Veronica Green and Francis Grogan. Yeah, I mean, she made that. That's incredible. Yeah. Like, I love the color. I I think that she. she you could tell that maybe she was the most experienced. I mean, the mo- the least experienced. And then, like, mm-hmm. they went on and said how, like, she knew everyone in the room and, like, no one knew her. That's fair. So, um, Which I think is very funny because she was on national television on a singing competition. As Veronica Green? As Veronica Green. Yeah. Um, well, I'll show you after. But, no, I think I, I yeah, it was very basic. It was very plain. Um, the purple is a great color on her. But it, it just the look didn't showcase anything. Um, the crimped hair and the bow are very, very 80s, but I don't know. It was like 80s prom. Yeah. I liked it. I need more from an entrance look. I'm going to give it a boot. I'll give it a toot. I don't think, I think that was an, I think that was a fine entrance look. The audience was 21% toot, 79% boot. Mm. Rude. It's Astina Mandela. She's rude. She's rowdy. She's disrespectful. And you know what? She's here for it. Um, everyone seems to know her, unlike Veronica. Uh, she feels the energy. Uh, Ginny says that Estina is a fierce performer. And Estina is an MTV-style dancing performer. Read her CV, as we've now seen in multiple yeah. moments. She likes to remind us of that. Then we have a very interesting moment where Sister Sister asks if there's going to be competition between Wait, her and Taze. Wait, let's pull back, because we need to talk about her look. And Can we? Or was that after? That's after. Okay. Um, yeah, but they're already pitting the two of the three black girls together. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of, like, uncalled for, but 
I get it. I mean, how, you know, it's the -hmm. same as Dusty being like, oh, your twins here, you know, like a Cracker Aquarium moment. Um, Because, you know, they're both wearing very long weaves, you know, they're both showing what they got. Mm -hmm. I think they both showed legs. So, I mean, it's, if we're doing a comparison and you're on reality TV, like that's what's going to happen. But I think it was a little bit, uh, it could have been. It could have been worse than it was. It could have been better than it was. <laughs> well, it was, it was still pretty bad. But the look. Look is tailored by Sunny Tassel. Um, I think this is streetwear done right. I did not like it. Okay. Why not? Yeah, I just, it it looked a little bit. I don't know. I feel like it could have been a little bit. Uh, I don't, I don't, just heightened. Mm-hmm. It was just like a big vest. Sure. I mean, so she had this gray jacket thing, which I thought was really unique. Um, the black turtleneck bodysuit, I think, looked much fancier and up uh, much better than a, if she didn't have the jacket. So I think it helped elevate it. Um, but again, I think she is a streetwear queen. We've now seen her do streetwear a lot. And it's all about her face. It's it's stunning. It beats sickening. Yeah. Astina wore what in the promo? What color? Brown. She, the brown, and it was the like brown the, Jedi. the Jedi. Yeah, I fucking love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. definitely in her wheelhouse. Yeah. The, but I'm going to give it a two. I didn't hate it enough to give it a boot, but I'm looking forward to seeing better fashion choices. Sure. Toot. Audience was 68% toot, 32% boot. And finally, click, click, bitch. There really is no place like home. And then she tosses Toto and the basket and poor puppy. Poor, poor puppy. puppy. It's a horror. She is a northern queen on the fashion scene. So get this. Okay. Her boy name is George, which translates to Jorge. So a horror. Yeah, I didn't get sure, it. Sure, Jan. Yeah. Like, really? It was a little bit too much. But, you know, if that's how they got there, then. Mm-hmm. But we get our first real bit of tea from Tia. She's never met her, but Ahura, she's heard a lot about her. As her mommy says, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything. Yeah, I thought that that was a tease, and that was kind of annoying. Oh, it's a, and it clearly wasn't for this episode, so I'm yeah. excited to hear when this is going to happen. Um, She says that everyone thinks she's a Veruca Salt, but she calls herself Willy Wonka because she just wants to give you an opportunity to win that golden ticket. I thought that was cute. Very cute, very cute. Who are you? Um, are you Violet? No, I think I'm Willy Wonka. Oh yeah, you want to give tickets out too? I'll just be secluded in, in my own madness. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, we learn that uh, she is a fashion designer, and Tace has worn her shit. This look is by Ahora and her mom, Mamer Mamer Ward. Hair is by Wig Chapel, nails by Claire Fagan. It's certainly sexy, Dorothy. Yeah. Um. Not. I'll take it or leave it. Yeah, I not mean, really hair, sure. I like the, the hair, hair great. and the face better than. The hair is great, but not for a Dorothy look. You know what I mean? Because like that's Dor- Dorothy is like kind of more juvenile. No, I think that I've, I think that the hair worked. But like, how many times have we seen drag queens right. do Dorothy? Right, and that's why I'm not sure based on this look if I know who Ahura is entering the workroom. Yeah. Um. Sure, she's fashion. She brought you a fashionable look of an iconic character. I mean, especially if they're a fashion designer. Right. Do better. I still liked it. I'm going to give it a toot. I liked it too. Toot. Audience was 87% toot, 13% boot. 
They're the queens of season two, but don't celebrate too much. Rue is ready to walk into the room. Rue says that this season is going to be much better. Much better. Because once you get that catchphrase in there, it's going to be there for the rest of the franchise. Yes, it will be. Um, Rue reveals that just like last season, they will be getting no money. Mm -hmm. Um, They get another WoW Presents Plus show. Did anyone watch the Vivian Takes Hollywood? No. Exactly. So I hope there's not a pandemic when you, your season ends so you can actually go tour the world. Yeah, that'd be good. Oh, Brit crew. They're yeah. cute. Yeah, they bring them right out. Oh, oh, they bring them right out. And I think I'm sure we both like the ginger. Um, I like both of them. Yeah. And I think that they're there from last season, no? Are they? I thought they're new people. No, I think that they're the same. I don't know. Someone tell us. They seem to remember. They, they, I feel like I've seen them. <laughs> well, no offense. Most of the brick crew looks the same. All, <laughs> yeah. And the pit crew. They're yeah. all, they're all interchangeable. Brit, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're going to take a championship pose in a photo shoot mini challenge titled Wimbledon, Wimbledon. Yeah, they tried. <laughs> they tried. They really did. So the girls get into their best tennis look. Um, they're going to be photographed by Kevin McDade. And um, I would take him home too. Let's just skip this whole part. No, we gotta <laughs> talk about it. We gotta talk about Ooh. all these fun moments. So, Lawrence is up first and wants a pee sick note because she does not like um, Jim. She serves full camp, and when the balls fly at her face, she says she loves balls, but not these fucking balls. Uh, Lawrence makes Rue laugh, and as we know in the world of Drag Race, that's incredibly important. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, I, like I said earlier, I like that it was the same color palette. Um, Rue was enjoying themselves. Uh, yeah, can't be, can't fun. Tace is next and she immediately hits that squat pose. She is a model. Um, and as Rue says, tennis, tennis, tennis across the board. Yeah, that was a good one. Bimini is wearing quite the tennis outfit and she just lets the balls hit her. <laughs> I love it. Um, and then she lets the Brit crew flip her over as she does a handstand, mouth wide open, among other things. Um, and that's going to be her shtick for all season, I'm assuming. I think that, like, but Rue, like, Rue was laughing, though. Rue was. Like. Joe Black is serving vintage tennis and turban for tennis. Um, she asks to do a Marilyn moment, but gives Rue Finding Nemo. Yeah, which I thought that that was weird, but. I mean, if you're going to say, if you're going to do the Marilyn moment, like, if you're going to direct it, then, like, direct it. Yeah, absolutely. Cherry Valentine just wants to see the balls, and it takes it right in her mouth. Uh, she knows tennis is about grunting, and she is a squealer. So the thing about Cherry Valentine that I noticed in this moment is it's very, um, they gave me a little bit blue hydrangea, where they trying to come off this, like, super innocent, but mm. then they have this, like, demeanor Dirtiness, that's, yeah. like, super dirty, and... I don't get that from them at all. Mm -hmm. And it it's a weird juxtaposition for me. Like, I don't know. Because I, I really like their outfit, and, you know, like, so I don't know. I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah. Ellie looks like modern tennis girl and just asks for the balls as Rue laughs along. Very, very, very simple. As Tina looks like a Williams sister and dances and just poses, the big ball hits her. Saturn Venus. I thought that that was just... Yeah. It's time for Veronica, or Ronnie, as Rue calls her. She is clearly not an athlete. She also claims she's not used to having balls in her face. Mm. And that awkward confessional, it's cute. 
And then she asks to do a family photo shoot and Veronica and the boys pose on the green. And I thought that that was super cute. Very I feel cute. like that that's, you know, that. Mm-hmm. Sister Sister is reminded by Rue that she has a target on her face and tells the Brick crew to aim for her face. Is that assault? No. In this day and age when, when when your your leader tells um, people to do shit, is that um, impeachable? I don't know. Maybe. RuPaul, impeached from Drag Race. Oh, can you imagine? Actually, I probably could. Eventually, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, the thing about Sister Sister was she just could not find the camera. Yeah, not good. Very awkward. Ahura says, bring back my balls, stealing right from Rue right in front of her face. Because I'm sure Rue was ready to use that pun and someone took it from her already. Mm-hmm. Tia goes full neon animal print top and then gets literal balls in her hair. Yeah, I mean. Like, was her hair that bad that, like, things stick to it? Or did she put them in there? Well, as you the... have to think about, like, tennis balls are kind of, like, Velcro-y. Sure. You know, so, like, I mean, some wig hair. Well, we, we can have this discussion later, but. Um, I mean, I have I have fucking thirsty hair that tennis balls would I'm sure <laughs> stay in. Yeah. Um. Then she asked the boys to lift her up, and uh, she didn't like the sound of struggling from the brick crew. <laughs> I was like, I I know you're very tall. She's probably what at least six four. Oh, I don't know. Um, so I think she well, she's taller than Ellie, and I think Ellie is six four, but uh, she seems like she would be very light because she's so. Real I think thing. that that was just a joke. That, oh, like, totally. Yeah. Um, well, Rue says that they were all absolutely smashing, but one of them served. Even Rue couldn't say that with a straight face. Yeah. In the end, Lawrence Cheney is the winner of the mini challenge. I don't know if I agree with that, but go off, sis. I thought it. I thought it was good. It felt for me the same way of the. It was Lawrence winning was a shock to the rest of the room, kind of like how Scaredy Cat winning that first challenge was like. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I didn't. I mean, it was. It was a good shot. It was fun. I'm also going to say this now, and this is going to get me in trouble, and I'm sure. Lawrence's confessional look. Looks like a fat Carlos the Uber driver. I don't know what you're watching. (laughs) Look at Lawrence Cheney. Okay. Okay. 2020 marks the 50th anniversary of the Gay Liberation Front in the UK. In honor, they must serve a look that pays tribute to their favorite British gay icons, whether they be queer or an ally. Rue's about to dismiss them before some fake out, as she did last year, where Rue didn't come all this way for bangers and mash. They uh-huh. also must serve a hometown-inspired look, which was the same challenge as last season. So they're claiming their stations. The girls race for their bags. Tia almost steals Bimini's bag because they have the same one, apparently. Cherry is ready to trample a bitch for a good workspace. Is it really important to have a good workspace in a studio? I mean, I think that, like, you've kind of started driving with people, so you want to, like, keep that energy up. Mm -hmm. I think that that would probably be why I would rush as well. But I think where you actually are... Yeah. I mean, shit, shit changes as people leave. Sure. As we've seen. So. Um, Ginny Lemon brought Davina to Campo to the show as she brought her stuff in plaid bags. Mm. The girls start to undress, and Tia is excited to see everyone out of drag as they all look different, except Ginny. Um, yeah. As Tina says that not one of them is cute. Yeah. I as she said earlier, little... rude. Yeah. I think that was a little... Veronica is told by Tia that she goes from Kylie Minogue to Jason Donovan 
And she immediately has a hair loss crisis. Yep. She was like, what? Yeah, I feel that hard. Ahura loves Joe's wigs, who just came here to be pushed out of her comfort zone. Ahura and her giant brows say that before she started doing drag, she used to pay to go see Joe's shows. Yep. And now they're in the same room in the same competition. Crazy. So cool. Joe explains that after season one came out, it was time to step it up and that the stakes are higher. And if that wasn't telling for what was going to happen later. Oh, boy. Yeah. Lawrence hasn't taken her makeup off yet because she is self-confident. It's a self-confidence thing. She says that in drag, she's untouchable and that she's so vulnerable out of drag. She says that she knows that she's not conventionally attractive and that she's been made fun of out of drag and it's been mean spirited. Yeah, I mean, I totally get that. But if they've been doing, I don't know how long they've been doing drag, but like at some point you kind of like realize, you know, like this confidence that you have can is still the same confidence right. that, you know, you have. So and I, it's it's interesting to have that moment on Drag Race. I obviously hadn't followed Lawrence beforehand. I don't know if she was one of those queens who is. You never will see me out of drag. My my Instagram profile is only me in drag. Right. Maybe. That's it. Um, so if this is like literally the world's first time seeing you out of drag, I can understand it. Yeah. But I mean, you knew it was going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. But I think it was a nice conversation. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's going to be after seeing the preview, it's going to be a theme for Lawrence all season. Oh. Not a bad thing. It's it's we'll get to it. I think it's a winner's edit. <laughs> Sister Sister reminds her that even when she takes the makeup off, it's still her. Lawrence knows there is no limits when she's in drag, and it's a shame that it doesn't translate over when she's out of drag. Like I said, it's it's a winner's edit on episode one. Like, you know this is going to be a thing for her. This is a growth arc. Rue likes growth arcs. Right. You haven't had a big girl winner. This yeah, is it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. It's elimination day, and Ginny knows Rue is pushing them to do two looks. As Tina is setting up her wig and Bimini walks over and asks if, if she's doing Naomi Campbell. She says that Tace is doing Naomi Campbell as well. They're doing Miss Nene. The lady is not fraternity because they're going to both do it. It's another um, Maggie Thatcher situation. Yeah, except they both do it. And yep, I'm they're excited. like, fuck it. Yeah. Also um, a great conversation moment. Of, absolutely. You know, not having a lot of yeah, PLC. So th th this rep, is... Rep. It really is a fascinating conversation uh, because, as we learned from Estina, that growing up there was no gay icon that was black in the UK aside from Naomi Campbell. Um, I know, I think uh, Wild Presents Plus on their Instagram made a post about other yeah. um, icons. Um, but no, I think it was a really interesting conversation and an important conversation. Yeah. I and mean, also the fact that their other two alternatives were both uh, white people is mm -hmm. also, you know says something as well exactly and i think they both really do want to pave the way for future generations they're doing it they're doing it what's also interesting is yeah these two have this great conversation and there's still another black queen in the competition that is not is removed from this conversation right so i would be very interested to know tia's take on it because she didn't go with a with a naomi campbell right so just, it was it was a very interesting conversation. And well, her icon was interesting. I have a lot. Well, to we'll say get to it. We'll, get oh, oh, we have a lot to talk about when it comes to that shit. But Veronica reminds the girls that someone is going home tonight because oh it's not three episodes in and we have a full cast. Yeah. 
They're all worried about Astina and Tia being the bottoms. Ahura just doesn't see it with Tia, and Sister Sister says, it's too close to call. Which I don't disagree with. Like, I mean, unless that they know something or whatnot, and obviously they're basing it right on mm-hmm. that first entrance look, as Ahura says later. Mm-hmm. But it's like... I don't know, maybe it's energies yeah. or whatever. I mean, like, I'm sure they, I mean, obviously... I, I get that for, for Tia. I don't get that for Estina. Yeah, I mean, obviously they get to see everyone's look in the workroom, so they're getting ready. So you know what they're going to come out with. Right. So maybe that was part of the decision, but right. it's also kind of bad that the two people you're putting in the bottom are people of color again. Mm. So, Rue comes out in this Mylar look and Joseph in the Technicolor dream coat get up. And honestly, it's bad. Oh, I loved it. No! RuPaul is not Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. You, did you notice that she couldn't do the signature um, uh, May the Best Woman Win with the hand thing? She couldn't move her arm I up. Don't, I don't care. Like, she, she had to do it with both arms. Like I thought a fucking, that, that was... I thought it was great. It was something it. we've never really seen Ru wear before. So I guess for, on that respect. No, I loved it. I thought she looked great. So... The judges panel is filled with Michelle Visage, Graham Norton, and Austin Powers, Elizabeth Hurley. She looks gorgeous. Yeah. And what is her beauty secret? Gaffer tape. Absolutely. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. The queens will be doing two looks, so we will be playing two games. Category is UK gay icon, so we will play Yas or Mess. Okay. Meet Joe Black as David Bowie, dressed by Philip J. Shaw, hair by Dan W. Chapman. I knew it was Bowie. It was a drag interpretation of Bowie. And sis, that's the T. I I don't disagree with you. It was it's a drag show, and Joe gave you drag David Bowie. And granted, I'm not too versed in David Bowie, but like I knew that look mm-hmm. and I knew it even more when they put it side to side. Like that hair was great. Uh-huh. The dress was uh-huh. great. I think this is a true testament to who Joe Black is as an artist and how Joe Black adapted to be on Drag Race. We love a rhinestone hair moment. I think it was a very, I think it was a beautiful look. Michelle said it wasn't screaming Bowie to her and wished it was more commercial Bowie. Y'all, keep that in mind as we go through everyone else when people are not giving you replicas of their people. And that's what is... Michelle pissed me off this episode. Yeah, I mean, she... she Because uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get this to... This is her, you know... This is her, like, making... This is her being hypocritical. Really. Correct. Because, Absolutely. you know, it is a drag interpretation of David Bowie. And, you know, that's... I thought mm-hmm. it was great. Yeah. I will absolutely give it a yes. Yes. Audience, 77% yes. 23% mess. That's Tina Mandela as Naomi Campbell. Dressed by Sunny Tassel. It's fashion. It was stunning. If the goal is to do a replica, that's Tina nailed it. Do I wish there was, like, a unique interpretation on it? Sure. But still, it was gorgeous. I don't know if that's what the... What was the challenge? Because we it's all different for each person. Right. and But that's what makes it drag, too. Like, mm-hmm. that is what's fun. You know, you have these rep- different interpretations. Estina chose to do something 100% mm-hmm. Naomi. Um, I do want to make note of, though, is, is that I hate when they... Like, I enjoyed... Um, What's her name? 
Taze? No, no, no. The, uh, who was the guest judge? Oh, Elizabeth Hurley. Okay, yes. I enjoy Elizabeth Hurley. I thought that she was, like, punny, and she had, you know, liners here and there. But I hate when they start talking about genitals, of being like, oh, I'd like to look underneath there, and Graham Norton's like, it's a penis, like, blah, blah. It's, it's... In this day and age, it's, you can't do it. Right. Like, you can't do it, and you don't know... Because you know you, that's not happening on season 13. No, of course it's not happening on season 13. And, you know, you don't actually fully know. Yeah. Well, uh. Michelle says that she was just giving us face as Naomi Campbell. Elizabeth was gobsmacked when she walked out and thought she held Naomi's personality the entire walk. Graham can't wait to see what she does next. Yes for me. Great. Yes. Audience was 78% yes, 22% mess. Ginny Lemon as Kate Bush. No designers listed. This was a major departure for Ginny, and I'm so glad day one it's not an all-yellow runway. I'm not the biggest person with knowledge of Kate Bush. I know there are a lot of people who love her music. So I'm 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 I don't the huge following is not part I'm not part of it. But I think she nailed Kate Bush as interpreted by Ginny Lemon. For Ginny Lemon, I I get a lot of Katya too, and this for me was when she did like the Bjork, which it, it mm-hmm. wasn't a hundred percent straight up, but like you got the reference once right. they did it. Like when you put that picture side by side, could it have been a little bit better done? Mm-hmm. Like yes, but uh, I don't. It, but it did do the it did do the challenge. Right, it, it met she, the criteria. She, she the I think it was messy though. I'm gonna it was say mess. absolutely. It was very messy. I was gonna say. Um, uh, I think the look was okay. But what sold it was the performance. Yeah. Um, again, this is an, an example of where I wish there was a little more drag to it. Like it was that was a dress right. you get Especially at the like even even their face is kind of the same exact right. mess. So like I don't know. I'm gonna say mess. I'm gonna give it a mess as well. The audience was forty five percent yes, fifty five percent mess. So yeah. in the middle of that. Tea coffee as Alan Turing, look by Tom Rowe, hair by Brighton Bird Cage. This was a bold choice, and I think it was way too smart for anyone to get without context. And I think it's a bit hypocritical that because Alan Turing is not a performer, Tia got away with this look while Joe Black was ripped apart for not serving replica. Yeah, so I'm sorry you heard me laughing about this because, like, I resaw it again. And A, if you don't know who Alan Turing is, please go do your Educate queer, yourself, yeah, please. Please go do your queer research. Um, it's one of those things that, like, we you can see who he is, mm-hmm. um, and I think it would have just been better if she wore just like straight up, like just like a suit with like glasses and like you know like smart intellectual type of thing. Like I get the binary coding mm-hmm. in the rainbow, and I get it, but that was a stretch, and the hair didn't match, and it just. I mean, they said themselves they're not a look person and that it was not good. It wasn't good. I don't even think they should have been safe in that. Ugh, well, sorry, I, I well, we'll, we'll get to that in a bit, but like, I, yeah, I think smart. Looked, it was like, smart. smart. Like it was a good thought. Yeah. It was just, I mean, for me personally, like this is one of my favorite looks of scenery and, and that's a low bar to have already. Yeah. Um, I think it is colorful. Obviously the story behind it works. It's just, it's, it's for the challenge to be told this is okay. And Joe Black, not that like by, it's, like by itself, it looks fine. 
Right. But like, not for this challenge. Like, I almost want to know if Joe Black came out last, if Joe Black would get the same critique. Right. Like, going first is always hard, but I just did not understand how Tia Coffee got away with this. For a look itself, I would give it a yes. For the challenge, a mess. Mess. Audience was 62% yes, 38% mess. Yeah, really so. Um, all right. Next up on the runway, Bimini Bambulash as Princess Julia. Hair by weekday wigs. I had no idea who this person was. I didn't either, but it was a great replica. It made me go onto Instagram, Wikipedia them, follow them. You know, to me, I think that this is almost like a Susan Barsh type of mm-hmm. person um, or like an Amanda Lepore, you know, sure. just this nightlife personality that has been around for forever and kind of helped a lot of queer individuals. And I think that that's great that they did that. And it looked spot on from the picture that they sent. So here for it. I think it was very punk. It was a good homage to Princess Julia based on the photo that they did share. Um Michelle says that she undersold it. I wouldn't say she undersold it. It just didn't, it wasn't polished. And that's, that's how I'm going to talk about someone else when we get to them as well. I th- I thought it was good. I okay. thought it was, I didn't, I mean, compare it to F right after the Alan Turing. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm well, here for sure, this, you know? like I'm going to give it a mess. I'll give it a yes. Because I do know that Bimini is kind of that, you know, not 100% polished all the time. You know, Which is like, crazy because you look, you would think that she should be. No, I mean, you were talking about she has, you know, like the Muppet, you know, like they're not, I think, 100%. But like, but she's very, but she, what she wears is always expensive. Sure, 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 sure. Audience was 62% yes, 38% mess. Okay. Lawrence Cheney as Diana Rigg, um, cat suit and jacket by House of Aristocrats, hair by Ma. I think it is on the Instagram. It says Mama, so it could be by her actual Ma or by herself. I'm not really sure if it's a person because there's no tag to it. Got it. I don't know who it is. It could be a Scottish thing. I hope by the end of this season I'll figure out who it is. But come on, Lady Elena Terrell. Um, I don't know who this is, and I didn't really like. I thought it was. Wait, fine. did you watch? You you you're not a Game of Thrones person. No, I am Game of Thrones. Lady uh, Elena. Which one is she? The um uh tell Cersei I um I sent it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The older lady? Yeah. So in the past, when she was a younger lady, she was a character on oh, that's a show her. called The Avengers, yes. Got it. That's okay. Diana Rigg. Um, who I think passed away after this was all shot, so that's why there's no like rest in peace to her. Okay. Um this is not what you think Lawrence would wear, and I think that was excellent. Um I love that she is not afraid to show off her body. Right. Um I think it's sexy without being overtly sexy. Yeah, I thought it was a little plain, though. There we go again. I agree. There, it was. It could it have was, had a whole. It, was, it could have had like a whole like rhinestone like glitter. Like, it was like, like if like she's going out for Halloween the, as um, right. Diana Rigg in the Avengers. That's what it was. It could. Yes, I think the 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 um, the lining could have definitely added some uh, stoning. That being said, I think this is like the only time Lawrence can get away wearing a naturally styled hair with a very, very flat. She needs to. She's yeah. the kind of queen where big is better. Yep. Um, Force amazing. Yeah. 
Uh, Michelle thought it was fun, different, and polished, and she is one to watch. Graham thought she sold Diana Rigg. Did you know that there was a show called The Avengers that's not Marvel? I didn't. I just found out right <laughs> yeah. now. I'm going to give it a yes. I'll give it a yes just because it was clean. Audience was 64% yes, 36% mess. Cherry Valentine is Freddie Mercury, wig by wigs by Big D. I cried. I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry. Like, if you give me a Freddie Mercury look, I'm immediately going to get emotional. Cherry has my heart now. She nailed such an icon like Freddie with the queerest queen song, I Want to Break Free. I would normally say drag it up, but this is literally Freddie and drag. So, like, it's already done for her. Yeah, um, it was really good. It was done really, really well. I, I think it's almost like that the Dorothy moment where like I've seen it a couple of times, mm-hmm. obviously not on the main stage. Yeah. Um, but we have seen basically that look at some point just without the stash, you know? So like, obviously, you know, I'm Hariola, mm-hmm. love the stash. I love Queen. We know this. Um, love that it was there. I added it to an homage that I should do. So like, that's on my list. So if you see that coming up, like, thanks, Jerry Valentine. But also it was done very well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, um, this is, so this is now the second, um, Freddie Mercury look on an international version of Drag Race, which I think is very cool. Yes. Rue, if you're listening, I'm ready for a night of a thousand Freddies. That would be fun. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I'm absolutely going to give it a yes. I know I'm a little biased yeah. here, but yes as well. Yes. Audience was 66% yes, 34% mess. I think there are a lot of people who just didn't know the reference. Yes, there that is that. But also, I feel like it could have, if we're going to say that Lawrence Cheney's could have been dragged up a little mm-hmm. bit, this also could have been, you could have stoned the whole entire sure. top. You know, you could but have had. The one thing that was stoned was the vacuum. Yes, but that was stones like messily like it's a prop yeah it it um yeah but two or yeah ahora as vivian westwood corset hip skirt tartan shirt by alice ponds t-shirt and accessories archived from vivian westwood hair by ahora this really is a fuck gender look um there's a lot going on um it's the makeup for me didn't like it i don't actually remember this look I, I don't remember the face, but it did it did give me a little bit Pete Burns, Vivian from season one, just yes. because I think of the tartan. Um, but. OK, no, I get the makeup now because this is kind of what Vivian Westwood models would wear, like on the runway. But she's being Vivian Westwood, not right, Vivian not... Westwood model. She's literally wearing Vivian Westwood pieces. Yeah, I mean, I think that. I don't mind it. I think it's kind of cool. I kind of want to create that. I kind of want to recreate that a little bit. Um, I I would yes. Okay. I'm going to give it a mess. Uh, I don't like that she's wearing two different shoe colors. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of pieces. It's but not... this, but that is Vivian. What, like, sure. Sh- I like, I kind of like that they did. And it's, it's obviously Vivian Westwood queer icon, but then you're also kind of like putting it as a, you know, like model. I think that, that's kind of cool. Fair. I think it's kind of cool. Audience was 53% yes, 47% mess. I think it is kind of messy, but I still give it a yes because I like the interpretation. This next one hurt my soul so much. Sister, sister is Dusty Springfield. I love Dusty Springfield. Oh, my God. Outfit by sister, sister, hair by Florencia's wig. 
this missed the mark completely. Like there needed to be a huge beehive. It needed to be blonder. This was not Dusty Springfield. I don't think it was Dusty Springfield, but like they looked great. Like I loved it. Right. Like <laughs> of the challenge. Yeah. Um. There, there was just something missing, and I don't think it was the microphone like they suggested. Yeah. Maybe it just needed to be more colorful and mod. Could be. Could be have that. Because like this could have been that. Yeah. Like if, if you're gonna do Dusty Springfield, you want to do earlier Dusty Springfield when it was colorful and bigger and 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 yeah. son of a preacher man. Not the later Dusty Springfield when she went a little crazy. Um, which I think is where she captured it. But I do think bringing Dusty Springfield to the main stage of Drag Race is incredibly important because not enough people know Dusty Springfield and her backstory because she was a very closeted queer coded woman. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I really knew that. She's uh, incredible. I love Dusty Springfield. But I do. I didn't. I don't think it was the worst of the worst. Like, I don't. I don't. It didn't. It, it didn't fine. do the challenge, I guess. Yeah. But I. But looking next to the picture that they pu- pulled, like, it did they, resemble. Right. They pulled. They had. The they picture. had probably go through Google and find that replica because that's not what you. That's not the first ten pages of a Dusty Springfield Google search. Sure, sure. Michelle said Dusty Springfield is a difficult one because she's conservative, but points out that Lady Bunny is based off of Dusty Springfield. I have to give it a mess. It just didn't work for me. Yeah, I think the same. Uh... Audience was thirty-two percent yes, sixty-eight percent mess. Ellie Diamond as Lily Savage. Well, I assume it's all her, but uh, her account at the time when I was doing my notes had been hacked. So I don't know who designed everything. If you didn't follow the Ellie Diamond hacking scandal. Oh, my God. I didn't. No. The Night of Drag. So she finally got it back last night. She uh, went on live and talked about how the Night of Drag Race, she got a message in her inbox saying, follow this link to be verified. She's like, "Okay, I'll be verified in the Night of Drag Race. It was a fake account. Oh, my God. And these hackers not only took the account and re put their own shit on there. They also went live. They went live in this weird kitchen. And you can like see in the comments, Cheryl Hole being like, give her her account back. You assholes. Oh my God. Like I, so I watched it. Like there was like 600 people watching Were it. There, what, did they show their faces? They did. And that's oh. part of how it got. It, yeah. It was a whole mess. And it's then, like and then the, they're like, we don't speak English. And I'm like, clearly you do speak English. Assholes. That reminds me of the people who went live at the Capitol. <laughs> right. Um, so for those who don't know who Lily Savage is, she is a TV presenter and drag queen. Uh, she is now retired and only goes by Paul O'Grady. I think this is a very smart choice. I don't know them. So like, thanks for, you know, making me do a little bit of mm-hmm. research. Like I do enjoy that. Um, I mean, Lily Savage is, basically the RuPaul of England. Yeah, I was going to say, like... And that's why I think the joke of, oh my god, season two, you got Lily Savage on the show? Like, that's the get. Like, that's who they're waiting to put on as a panelist. There was rumors that it was going to be Graham and Paul O'Grady, but scheduling didn't happen, so... Got it. We'll see. One day. Um, I think this was very sexy. It was very polished. Um, I love that she included that little streak, because that is very Lily Savage. And as Michelle says, that this is how Lily Savage wishes she could look. Um, yeah, I liked it. Yes, it, it didn't give me, it, it, you know, it wasn't crazy. No, it was drag. It was fine. It was yeah. good drag. Audience was 69% yes, 31% mess, which I really don't understand, but that's fine. It's the audience. Finally, we have Tace as Naomi Campbell. No designers listed. 
she's sexy Naomi Campbell. She 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 did the thing. Yeah, it definitely it 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 did what it was supposed to. Um, I like that they didn't put them back to back. Like, thank you, production. That would have just been rude. Mm-hmm. Um, I I found it, it flawless. I didn't think that it was uh I I don't I don't want to compare them, but like, how do you not? Because they right. both did fucking Naomi Campbell. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it was a different Naomi Campbell. I mean, she still fucking looked stunning and she fucking did it. Exactly. So I'm here for it. I say yes. Yes, yes, yes. Audience was 80% yes, 20% mess. And I had a lot of people message me being like, who the fuck is saying uh, boot on this? And I was like, I'm not giving out names. Yeah. All right. For look two, category is queen of your hometown. We will play hometown glory or home- hometown bory. Okay. <laughs> the same game we played last time. All right, Joe Black, Queen of Brighton, dressed by Vintage Black Magic, hair by Dan W. Chapman, crowned by Bam Hatter. So this was supposed to be the Brighton Pavilion, lost on me. Mm -hmm. As far as a look, it's cool, it's costumey. I love the hair peeping out from the crown. Did it succeed at the challenge? Apparently not. Does it look cool? Totally. Michelle knows the pavilion, but didn't know it enough to know the reference. And here's where I'm going to say Michelle Visage needs to take a back seat. You're an American. This is a British show. If it's lost on you as well, perhaps you're not the right audience for this look. I really, really think Michelle's influence and on her critiques on Joe Black is the reason why Joe Black was in the bottom. Yeah. It's not, it sucked. It mm-hmm. was really hard to watch. Yeah. Um, I thought it was drag. It was drag. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Fine. The color was off, but like I, I watched an interview with Joe um, last night. And if you look inside the Brighton Pavilion, there's a lot of gold going on. Yeah. Like, as she said, did you did you want me to come out looking like a building? Um, she did also reveal that she had another um, uh, option. But I think it was British Airways. But after what happened with Vinegar Strokes last season and the tube, she was not going to try doing anything branded. Um, I don't know that story. Oh, for the hometown look, uh, Vinegar Strokes was had this whole gorgeous look where she, when she's opened her arms, it was the whole tube line. And they, and they said she couldn't use it because it was branded. Mm-hmm. Trademarked. Um, and then the other option she talked about was that she that I guess in Brighton, if once you walk outside, you're going to get shit on by a, a seagull. She's like, I'm not going to bring a taxidermy seagull to drag race. Right. So this is what she went with. And it didn't work. Um, Graham said the building is white and the gold was confusing and wished the Brighton representation would be more fun. Elizabeth loves the costume and the Elizabethan rough, but thought the pavilion was more Regency period. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, it sucks. It really it really sucks to see what happened. I'm going to give it a hometown glory. I'm just going to give it a bory because apparently it didn't do what it was supposed to. Okay. But it was great drag. Absolutely. It was great drag. Audience was 78% hometown glory, 22% hometown bory. Ask Tina Mandela, Queen of East London. Wig by Mahatma Kandi. Chain belt by Dylan Joel Studio. Jacket by ASOS. Come on, ASOS. Uh, DJ Two Faces. Like, I put me on Drag Race. I can do it, too. ASOS, um, I think the hair is excellent. I really loved it. Um, the jacket is going to get criticized, but ASOS also just has a lot of stuff that works for drag. I mean, they look, <laughs> I mean, I know who that was, you know, yeah. like I, it fucking worked. It's 
a hometown glory. It just is easy. It just is easy, you know? Like, do you, it's, do you think if she had like stoned it, we would be like, okay, it's ASOS, but elevated. I wasn't mad with the jacket. Well, the rest of the cast was. Yeah, I think I was just mad because it's easy. Like we, you know, we've we all. I think what we're what we may be getting at is Astina is streetwear. She's going to give you that. Yeah. Is it going to change, and will that affect how she's going to be succeeding on the show? I don't know. Um, because I'm sure if, if I mean she it keeps... was fucking good though, because yeah. I, I you know with the. 2p chicken like i mean it was funny it was... yeah if if she keeps walking out on in asos looks i'm sure the rest of the cast is going to be like bitch go away yeah um but the j- judges ate it up yeah they did it really was black girl magic of east london um i'm i will give it a hometown glory yeah same. audience 70 percent hometown glory 30 percent hometown boring jenny lemon queen of worcestershire look by blue romantic she is paying homage to Vesta Tilly, the very first drag king of all. Again, love that it's not yellow, though if you go red and yellow and orange, apparently she's coming for Tina Burner's gig. Yeah. Um, everything about it. this was Ginny. Yeah, yeah it, it was, it was unique. Um, also, I'm gonna make the comparison. Remember the movie Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, no. Um, Jim Carrey. That. Yeah, it was very <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. Uh. I love the monochromatic. I thought it was good. It seemed to still be their brand. Um, I forgot what the saying was on the back. Sa- saucy. Saucy. Like, you know, so like getting a little drunk. Like that was fun. Um, here for it. Yeah. Uh, hometown, hometown Glory. Glory yeah. For sure. Audience was 80% Hometown Glory, 20% Hometown Glory. Are you ready for the first of two Nottingham looks? It's Tia Coffee. Queen uh-huh. of Nottingham. Look by Tom Rowe, hair by Poppycock, who I love Poppycock. I can't wait for Poppycock to be on the show uh-huh. next season. Robin Hood realness. It's a smart concept because we're, wherever you're from, you know Robin Hood and Nottingham and Disney. Yep. But it looked like a fucking costume. It needed to be glammed up. Not a stone in sight. I was going to say it looked very Halloween store right yeah. out of the bag. Um, no. No for me. Hometown boy. Yeah, massive hometown boy. And it's um it's very, very, very unfortunate that there was another look that was done ten times better. Yeah. Um, I'm giving it a hometown bory. The audience was 45% hometown glory, 55% hometown bory. Bimini Bon Bulash, Queen of Norwich, look by Ella Lynch, hair by weekday wigs. She went there. She is tucked and showing us that she is tucked. Um, there is a lot of skin to show the sexiness that she likes to bring. Um, I think it's blended very well with this element of camp. I really liked it because like when you think of the UK, sometimes you think of football mm-hmm. or rugby and these crazy stadiums. And, you know, some of that is drag too, where they're right. fully painted mm-hmm. and they have, you know, letters written across them. I mean, that would have been so cool if she did like, the, the colors on her face as well. Right. I thought it was good. I understand where they came for her mm-hmm. saying that, you know, your tape is showing and this is showing and, you know, maybe she could have worn one pair of tights and that would have, you know, yeah. changed it, you know, like a sheer or something. Um, but I got that. I know mm-hmm. who that, I, I know who that, you know, person is. Yeah. I mean, Michelle points out about the tape is exposed and she needs to be on top of every single little detail. Elizabeth says she has an incredible body. 
it, it, it was better for me than the other look, I'll give it a Hometown Glory. I I will as well. Hometown the audience glory. was not here for it. 46% Hometown Glory, 54% Hometown Glory. I mean, we also have to realize that most of your audience base is probably American and like mm-hmm. maybe they don't get that sort of, yeah. you know, moment. Next up, the Queen of Glasgow, Lawrence Cheney. Wig by Ma, whoever Ma is. Jewels by Barry Scotland, dressed by Ryan Cowie, Boa by Kim Klaus, uh, Kim Chaos. Um, just to point out, the the necklace, the Lawrence Cheney necklace, is the same one um, that Davina had designed. So it's the same designer. So if you want one of those, contact Barry Scotland because they're so cool. Oh, they are. She's paying tribute to Charles Rennie McIntosh, the renowned Glaswegian architect. Didn't know who it was. Um, and as she says, is it true that people from Glasgow don't flush after they shit? I don't know. Do you want to find out? Sure. <laughs> um, it's pop art done, right? I think it's a very strong silhouette for Lawrence. Yeah, no. Well, I don't think this is really pop art because it's you know, well, and, stained and, glass, but it... It's Mondrian in a, in a way. The way it was... A little bit. The blocking. Yeah. The blocking, sure. But um, I it was great. It was great. The Fascinator with more stained glass. Like, it it was really good. Yeah, and as Michelle said, she's glad she didn't do Tartan and Kilt. Though, I'm sure whatever she would have done with a Tartan and Kilt would have been, been great. great. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth likes she gave two completely different looks. Yeah. Hometown Absolutely glory. Hometown Glory. Yeah. 91% Hometown Glory. 9% Hometown Glory. Next, we have Cherry Valentine, Queen of Donington. Hair by Miss Blair. Look by It's Monishin. And Cherry Valentine. <laughs> I fucking love this. Yeah. Um, I love, I love steampunk so much. Um, and I'm waiting for a steampunk runway on drag race. It actually was done really well. Mm-hmm. Really, really well. I, was I a think bit the only thing that I didn't necessarily need, but I'm, uh, I'm seeing that that's part of Cherry's aesthetic. I don't love the white eyes. Didn't need it. Didn't necessarily. Was she wearing white contacts? Yeah, she did the oh. white contacts. Um, but I feel like this that's part of the spookiness that she does. Okay. I think she gave a very subtle performance with the whistle and the smoke, and I hope she gives a little more personality. Yeah. But I, I, I'm a fan of this. I think this is one of the most underrated looks of the season so far. I feel like it I feel like she's one who's probably gonna get lost. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I'm giving it a hometown glory. I I will as well. Audience was 60% Hometown Glory, 40% Hometown Glory. Next up, Veronica Green, Queen of Lancashire. Hair by Wigs by Vanity, look by Veronica Green. So she says that she's an upside Lancashire rose, as she explains in her confessional that you had to be told her concept to get it. Yeah, which is never really good. No. But I did kind of get it, though. Like, it, it was beautiful. It was stunning. It was, oh, she looked like a princess. Yeah. Um, it was subtle yet just, just right. The, the, the gloves in black and green, that's kind of helped bring that story together. But I, this was a beautiful look. Like you looked like she can go to an opera. Yeah. Um, very classic. And if this is the direction Veronica goes, I enjoy that. So we, uh, did I, we, we skipped her other one, didn't I? Oopsie. (laughs) Oh, we did the boy George. Yeah, we totally skipped. Oh, that's fine. I loved it. Yeah. I think that she looked, she could have had more feminine makeup on maybe, but that was still a, uh, 
toot for me. That, a yas. Yeah, no, that one was a yas. Was I, a yas. Apologies. Um, just to give the designers a shout out. Uh, the Boy George look was look by Morris Stansfield, hat from Fantasy Queen, hair by Web, from Webster Wigs, style by Veronica Green, shoes by Boy George. Um, I would give it a yes. The audience was 66% yes, 34% mess. I have done a Boy George Halloween look once uh, like back in college. There are photos. Are you going to share um, them? I could. Um, <laughs> and so I kind of, I like that. Um, but for the Lancashire look, uh, 78% hometown glory, 22% hometown glory. Yes. Ahora, Queen of Nottinghamshire, look designed with her mom. We got two Naomi's, two Robin Hoods. Oh, snap. Um, I think this was a hoot and I loved it. Fuck me up. This was sexy. Yeah. This was, is Robin Hood dragged on right. Yeah, it was good. The hat is exceptional. Um, apparently she walked her dog in Sherwood Forest. So that's her connection. Yep. But this was sexy. Yeah, it was It good. was really hot. I would give it a hometown glory. Agreed. Audience was 58% hometown glory, 42% hometown glory. Not mm. a fan of him. Then we have Sister Sister, who is the Queen of Liverpool. The PJs by Sister Sister and Glue the Queen, hair by Sister Sister. So she's being a Scouse woman, which we got a sense of the Scouse woman last season with the Vivian's um, commercial. Uh huh. Little different of a take, but okay. Um, it was messy, but not deliberate, which made it a mess. I thought it was messy, deliberate. Like she, I don't, I don't know. Like she kind of like was rushing to the store, so like some of the curls were kind of a little bit loosened, and she had clearly been like crying, so like that was all messy. It just didn't feel like it was all planned, right? Because like I under, because yeah. yeah, the messiness should have been there, but just it, something was clean, messy. Yeah, it wasn't that. Um, Graham said that she was much happier in this look. Michelle wanted her to go bigger and further with big furry house slippers. Elizabeth liked her shoes and wouldn't have wanted her slopping around in fluffy slippers. Yeah, weird. Um, I'm going to give it a hometown glory, I think. I kind of liked it. I got it. Okay. I'm going to say glory. Hometown glory, 58%. Hometown glory, 42%. Next we have Ellie Diamond, Queen of Dundee. Again, I don't know who did things, but let's assume it was Ellie. She is paying homage to Dennis the Menace, which has zero connection to the American cartoon strip. Dennis the Menace. Oh, really? Two totally different worlds. Because this Dennis the Menace is like a mean one with black hair and, and um, red and black shirt. Our Dennis Menace is blonde and cute and fun. Yeah, but they always are. They're always kind of getting into menacing things. Yeah. So I don't think he different... was ever really cute. I didn't think our American version. Oh, was he's adorable. Cute. You've seen the movie, right? Yeah, but the movie's not the comic strip. Sure. Like he also he was always he had the. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah. Both characters have it. It's really, I, I want to do a little more research in it because they both happened at the same time, but had no connection to each other. Yeah. That's really bizarre. I it's feel really like there weird. has to be some sort of connection. Mm-mm. I know it's crazy. I love the look. Latex works for her. Sexy yet conservative. Um, the blonde is her color, but sh- the dark hair works equally well for yeah, her. She looks very good. Uh, Rue says that her face is so gorgeous. And when Rue says something, that's something you have to remember. Michelle asks if her outfit is PVC. And she says it's cheap plastic because she can't afford the expenses of stuff like Lawrence. Mm-hmm. She says she makes all funny. her costumes. And Michelle said that's excellent. And I think this little rivalry between the two of them is going to be something it's we're going to see. for sure. Um, Graham says that she did Dundee proud and doing a pinup was genius. I'm absolutely giving the hometown glory. Yes, hometown glory. 88% hometown glory, 12% hometown glory. 
Finally, the Queen of Newport tastes. Look by Fancy Boy, wig by Wig Chapel. That wig. That wig. I loved this Oh look. my god, it was so good. And if you went to their Instagram, they showed you like the inspiration, which was like a Cruella one. Mm -hmm. And I just, it was so good. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you're a footy fan, you'll love this. Um, those feathers, they you, you, you made it work well. It's not Joey J here. No. Um, I think this the marriage of fashion and camp was done so beautifully because we haven't seen the campsite of um and it also yet. was like still so them like full leg mm -hmm. full face like it i loved it, it. and i is, thought that this was gonna maybe pull her up a little bit i would personally say this could be a top 10 drag race look yeah. i really loved it i give it a hometown glory hometown glory 76 percent hometown glory 24 percent hometown boring Ginny lemon Tia Coffee, Cherry Valentine, Veronica Green, Ahura, Tace were all deemed safe. safe? That leaves Joe Black, Estina Mandela, Bimini Bamboulash, Lawrence Cheney, Sister Sister, and Ellie Diamond as the tops and bottoms. What do you think? Anyone in the wrong spots? Um, who got who was safe? Um, Ginny, Tia, Cherry, Veronica, Ahura, Tace. Okay, Tace. hold on, let's go one by one. Cherry. Mm-hmm. I think the only one that should have maybe been like I think Tay should have been in the top. I think Tay should have been in the top, and I would have put Tia in the bottom. Yes, no, I think Tia should have been in the bottom as well. I can't believe she was safe. We're going to talk about our little untucked junior. Um, Taste is fuming because she thought she had it, just clearly like we did. Um, Ahura thought their group was the tops and bottoms. Tia asks if who she thinks were the tops and bottoms, and she responds with. Estina and Tia were in the bottom based on entrances. Again, like, is that her making an excuse in the moment or like? You, I mean, she did say she would be fully open about it. And then they did have that thirsty versus, you know, culturally. Right. Like, so, yeah, Tia is not having a laugh. And Ahura says that they all called her hair thirsty. And Tia says it was a cultural frizzy moment. And also that they didn't say that to her face. Right. <laughs> Um, Veronica asks, Veronica asks who the tops and bottoms are in the other group. And Cherry points out that Estina went out in an ASOS jacket that she happens to have in her room that she was going to wear for confessional. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it kinda, I, it's kind of like Mayhem Miller, Amazon, mm -hmm. Leotard flashbacks. It's like, but you know what? If you work it, then you work it. Right. You know, I have friends who say, oh my God, can I wear this? And it's like, you can, if you wear it confidently and. Astina did just that. Yeah. I mean, Ahura can't forgive that, but Ginny says that she looked good and that they're all jealous of her because she's pure talent. Yeah. Good for you, um, which is interesting because we haven't seen the talent portion quite yet. Right. We haven't seen any type of like performance. Yeah. So I'm very interested. Obviously, Ginny knows Astina outside, outside yeah. of it. So very curious. Other girls come back. Joe says that she was ripped to shreds and that she was too clever. She hopes she doesn't have to lip sync because that dress is not easy to move in. No. Estina says they love the East London look because they got it straight away. I would like to note, we did not get to hear any of the critique about her look when they were talking to her. That's true. So I would like to say there may have been some... Fancy editing going on here. Perhaps. Just want to point out. Tia in confessional says that uh, she ate fried chicken while wearing a jacket off the internet. So she must have a runway walk to die for. 
Yeah, there's she does. Yeah, she really does. They're also trying to like have that drama start, I guess. Mm -hmm. Sister reveals that she is feeling like shite. She thinks she might have to lip sync this early on. Honestly, I think you should. But Bimini didn't feel confident with her look because of the tape and that Michelle ripped her for that. She says that she is fully tucked. She might have to lip sync in 10 inch shoes with no underwear on on the BBC. Choices. Choices. Rue has made some decisions. It's Tina Mandela gets the very first Rue Peter badge of the season. I don't agree. Who else was in the top there? I think it should have been Lawrence. Lawrence is safe. Ellie is safe. I think either of them would have been equally fine, but I really do think Tace was the winner. Of the whole thing? Of the whole thing. But I would have probably given it to Lawrence. I mean, out of that top, I would have given yeah. it to Lawrence as well. Uh, well, I don't know because I didn't love Lawrence's first outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Like, I think that Astina's second look was more like clean cut and drag than Lawrence Cheney's, uh, icon look. That's fair. That's very fair. We also learned that sister, sister is safe. And I think sister, sister should have been in the bottom with this group. You mean like three lip sync? No, I probably would have. I personally would have made Bimini safe and had Joe Black first sister, sister based on critiques. Yeah. Joe Black, Bimini Bambulash are the bottom two. They are going to lip sync to relax by Joe goes to Hollywood. Such a weird. So weird. It's an odd song choice. I think that they have like different rights over there. Well, right. And they're mostly focusing on uh, UK artists. Right. Which I love, but I also think that like publishing rights and like licensing rights is different there because there was also some obscure stuff last season too. Yeah. Well, obscure to us at least. Well, I mean, we know Frankie, Mm -hmm. I I know this song, but it just, it's, you don't think drag? No. Um, I mean, as we will see later in the song, there is literally nothing to do when there is the instrumental part. Nothing. Literally nothing. But. I mean, Bimini did shit. <laughs> well, okay, okay, okay. Handbags are drawn, Bimini, as Joe says. Joe is a live performer, but I think she sold the lip sync with her face and personality. Bimini has a body and used her bo- body to get ahead. I personally don't know how headstands and shit is a winning formula because there was no rhyme or reason to when she did it within the song and storytelling is important that being said i think joe lost at least according to the editing when she went for a storytelling moment doing the elevator thing yeah that was so weird it looked like she didn't know her words but she was making an acting choice yeah it looked like there were a couple of times that she just stopped lip syncing. Right. And like, again, watching this interview with her, she was like, I didn't, I couldn't do anything in that dress. You have Bimini who's going to do anything. Right. I have to make a choice. And she went for a more comedic route. It was just too smart possibly again. I think that the fact that I think she also was thrown for a loop that she was there. Absolutely. I don't think Bimini should have been there either. I really think it should have been Sister Sister or Tia. I think it should have been Tia and Sister Sister. Yeah, I would have been fine with that too. What was Sister Sister's first look? Dusty Springfield. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In a shocker to many, many people, especially the Brits, Bimini wins and Joe Black is the first to go home. 
See, it's not a shock to me that Bimini wins. It's a shock to me that it's like Joe Black going home. Yeah. Because, I mean, I didn't know of them, but like you could tell immediately that presence and like that look and like what they do and everyone, everyone's jaw was on the floor when they walked in to, yeah. the, to the workroom. So it's kind of, kind of is sad. I would, I, I mean, I texted you about it mm-hmm. and said it kind of reminded me of like a Charlie Hyde's moment. Not in a giving up way, but kind of just a like, you've done so much, you've, you know, you have a career and it just, this isn't working. This, well, I think know, if it, a better comparison might be Tainomi Banks. Right. Superstar of the scene, not a drag race queen. Right. Um, But I, I don't think this is a bad thing for Joe Black. Going home and people being pissed you went home first it's going to help you. Yeah. I mean, I already saw something that said like Joe for all stars. <laughs> right. Which, you know, at this point, if they're already casting three and if they're already casting three, I'm sure an all stars is probably maybe in its midst with maybe just like a small handful of like, you know, like eight girls or something. Listen, there and there are, you could cast half the cast out of uh, season one. Give Davina the crown. Fair. Who knows, though? Yeah. Okay. I got burning questions to end this with. Yes. Rue sent Joe Black home. Why didn't Joe translate to Drag Race? Or were the British references just lost on two American judges? I don't know, because I know that Michelle has, like, a home there. She's lived there. She's she's pretty much probably more famous in the UK than... Mm -hmm than Rue is because, you know, she was on Celebrity Big Brother and she loves all of these things. So I don't know if things should have been lost on her. I think it was just a, I think it was almost like an adore moment where I'm sure Michelle has knew who Joe is, was, and it didn't, it didn't hold a bar to what she thought that she was supposed to be doing. Yeah. I I think, because I, 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 the the Brighton look, I understand where the criticism comes. But it was still it was, was... It was the Bowie thing that I think was the downfall that I think so many fans are being like, that's not fair. Like if, like if Cherry Cherry Valentine did uh, Queen? Did, yes. Did, okay. So if they came out in a draggier up version of that Freddie look, would it have been criticized similarly? I don't know. Because again, we go back to Tea Coffee where it was nothing. Because I also think that it's it's one of those moments of we don't really know what he looks like. So your interpretation is kind of fine, which is kind of what Rue alluded to with, you know, All Stars 2 and the of like, you know, the Princess Diana is the one that we did know. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to Bowie that, then, you know, like. Everything else was kind of open to interpretation. Alan Turing is open up to interpretation. And sure, of course, Bowie is as well. But if you're, I thought it kind of looked, I knew knew it. It was a dress, not a pantsuit. That's the only difference. And it also kind of gave me that Gaga moment where Mm -hmm. she did for, uh, you know, that era of of the Bowie moments. And um, I don't know. It just, it was a a little frustrating. It's very frustrating. Unfortunate, too. But I, again, I think Joe Black is one of those people where 
This was just an extra thing to put on the Z- the CV. Yeah, but also you never know. We have seen queens come back before. Right. Not on this franchise quite yet. No, but you know, we had a Nasha Lopez moment. We had a Carmen um Carrera. A Carrera moment. Trixie so, Mattel came back. Trixie Mattel came back. Yeah. So like we've seen it before. When Trixie came back, was it all of the eliminated? Yes. Yes. Right? Yep. Yeah. I would love to see that. Yep, it'll be very interesting because again, I know, we all know there's. I'm not talking spoilers, but we do know there was a pause in production. So who knows what happens after that pause? Ah, uh, yes, I did forget that. After one episode, the winner is. Yes. You're saying like who I think is going to win the whole thing mm-hmm, based on one episode. Can I just do tops? What, Can sure. I do like a top three? Give me a top three. I only have a top one. Um, I don't know if this is like, no. Okay. So this is who I think it is slash who I also kind of would want at this point is. Okay. I'm going to do top four. <laughs> Ta- four out of 12. Tace, Astina, um, Lawrence. And I think it would be top three. And then maybe a round out of Ellie. Okay. Um, as like that fourth or maybe fifth spot. And, and, I, I don't know. They're all really up. Like, they're all like. Listen, after after what happened on Holland, I'm like, I don't know anymore. Um, I kind of forgot Holland happened until you just said well, that. Well, Envy Peru. It was all Envy Peru, and it was deciding who the others were going to be, and then Fred made some terrible decisions. So. Yeah. I am, I've said it, I said it earlier. I am very adamant right now after one episode, I got a winner at it out of Lawrence Cheney. Yeah, but you also, who, like. I I still think Tace is up there. Um, I think those are your top two, if you're going to do a top two like they did last season. But I really think Lawrence Chaney has it. I think Rue really wants to give it to a big girl, and Lawrence is that big girl. I, I mean, I feel similarly, and I would be totally fine with that. I'm She's definitely more likable than a Eureka, at, at least right now at this mm-hmm. point. Who knows what true color. She's relatable. She is a real human. Yeah. She's funny she's self-deprecating I mean, and she's good who, at drag who knows what's going to happen with this whole like scotland moment and right. if that if those true colors like maybe do come out um i do think that it potentially um you know i know that it's not tit for tat but like it would be great obviously to see a you know a, a queen of color mm-hmm. to be the second winner and i think that Estina and taste can totally do that um, I'm excited to see kind of what happens next. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, next episode is Rats, the musical, which like, LOL, it, it's kind of probably going to be funny. Like, I Listen, mean, Andrew fact, Lloyd Webber is, you know. If he's if, if there was a world where they can get Andrew Lloyd Webber to be the guest judge for that, it, it's over. The they, Drag Race won everything, but he's not going to be there and that sucks, but it's fine. Um, but I, I'll talk about him next week on the podcast, but... Um, I, whenever I hear Rats the Musical, I oh, Matt, automatically think of Muppets Tonight and their sketch of Rats the Musical. Right. So but I'm excited I, for I mean, it. it'll definitely showcase a bunch of different skills that we did not see this week. So, like, that's super exciting. Um, and who, who knows? Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to the UK more than season 13 as of right now. Very true. But we're here. And now you can tell everyone where to find you on social media and Venmo. Oh, you can find me at Hariola Grande. That's H-A-I-R-E-O-L-A Grande on Instagram, Facebook. And I have a new Twitter 
that um, I'm getting used to. And that's also my Venmo. And by the time this is released, you'll probably have about little less than 48 hours to vote for the two of us for elation for the Glamwards. Yes, absolutely. And you can also vote Michael for Block Talk, which is the podcast that I'm on right now. Yeah, you should, because I know I'm going to lose to two drag queens who won Drag Race, but that's okay. We don't know that for sure. I don't know for sure, but it feel, sure feels like it. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. And I don't know when you're actually going to air this, but I also wanted to just say happy birthday. Thanks. You're welcome. 40s never looked so good. <laughs> the biggest thanks to Harryola for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. 